and um, one of my friends from high school that night of the shooting started a Facebook group for alumni members. And within, I'd say about a week, we had about 10,000 people in the group. So it grew like wildfire. Um, we all kind of realized we needed local groups kind of among that group. So um, myself and one of my um, friends actually that I met in college that was a Douglas grad as well, him and I co-lead the Central Florida group of about 350 members. So um, it's just, it's been a great way to make those connections with people and just be there for each other. You know, we really try to help support the school, the students, the families, anything that we can do to be there for each other, I think, through all of this. And um, it's just, it's been a, it's been a really nice way to, to help grieve, you know. Well, hello, Wedgworth alumni. We're back again for another Wedgworthy podcast. Today is a special, special treat. I'm so excited to be interviewing of Class 9, Jennifer Parrish. Uh, if you don't know Jennifer, Jennifer works as a crop insurance administrator for Farm Credit of Central Florida. Uh, she lives in Winter Garden, Florida, and on the east side of Orlando. Um, she lives with her husband, Tyler, and two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Eleanor, also known as Ellie. Her husband, uh, she and her husband have been married for six years. They started dating about 12 years ago. Play on an adult kickball league, which I think is pretty cool. He plays competitively still today. <laughs> and they love to travel around Florida and the U.S. going to tournaments. Uh, her husband, Tyler, is a graphic designer for Disney. And they have a Great Dane and two kitties. If you also don't know this about Jennifer, Jennifer has also uh, uh, been on the FNGLA Action Chapter board of directors almost as long as she's been in central florida for about 15 years she's currently serving as the treasurer and she's also on the fngla state board as the chapter representative uh, she works on the fngla landscape show the knowledge uh, knowledge college committee say that five times fast putting together the educational sessions for the program she's also active in their local women in horticulture group she was formerly on the or orange county farm bureau board but stepped down after having her sweet ellie in her free time, Jennifer loves to crochet and loves creating yarn bombs, yarn art for public spaces. I'd love to hear more about that, Jennifer. <laughs> uh, she enjoys staying active, especially roller skating, which keeps her connecting to her roller derby days. Uh, again, so thrilled to be interviewing Jennifer Parrish today for our Wedgeworthy podcast. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for uh, reaching out. Like I said, it's uh, I'm a podcast addict, so it seems uh, kind of crazy for me to be on one now. <laughs> well, I I hope that this uh, helps fulfill your dreams of, you know, or at least gives you a start. You could say you started here with Wedgeworth, you um, your first podcast. So, uh, Jennifer, tell me a little bit about what it was like to grow up in Florida's horticulture industry. Um, if I'm correct, your dad is obviously... Uh, well, but tell me more. <laughs> yeah, so um, grew up in the nursery industry. My mom started Parish Nursery. Oh boy, she's gonna kick me for this one. I seventy eight, maybe oh, seventy eight. Wow. Um, it started um, just in our backyard. We had a small little hoop house in the backyard where she started 
doing liner production and she would just go around to neighborhoods and cut their shrubs and you know just kind (laughs) of start her liner business that way and um, at the same time dad was working um, excuse me they both started at a nursery in South Florida together and then um, dad kind of moved to the fertilizer side of things and mom kept building the business so we went from just the backyard greenhouse to having the property running the property next door for you know shade cloth landscape production and then actually buying pieces of property and then um so on and so forth um and she built quite the the family business and um actually literally stole it as i was having eleanor two and a half years ago so she had a uh, wonderful long run and a wonderful business person to to look up to um as a child um and dad you know um stayed super active in the industry worked in you know kind of d- multiple different facets from like i said the fertilizer side to the nursery side to even kind of the early dot-com years when things were starting up with that and um finally ended his career working going back to work with mom in the nursery so um they had a great run they've always been active in FNGLA like I feel like I was pretty much born into the Broward chapter down there and um (laughs) you know all those people are like my second family down there so it's um yeah it's been it was a wonderful childhood you know grow up running around the nursery and um getting dirty and um you know pretty much worked every summer I can remember as a kid with my mom you know kind of started small with maybe an hour or two and then I could go watch cartoons and towards the (laughs) towards the end you know that's where I was getting my money in the summers was working with my mom all summer so um like I said great great memories looking back so it was a wonderful wonderful way to grow up before I forget, I mean, as, as far as my involvement with FNGLA and, and having such amazing you know, role models of my parents, you know, my, my parents have always been super involved in the industry. And, you know, dad had the opportunity to serve as state president um, in 2000, was it 2012 slash 13, I believe, because that, that was a big year for us. That was when um, I got married and dad was president and mom won a big state award for um, I think it was the chapter leadership position because she was president of Broward chapter. So yeah, we, uh, we, we hit it hard that year. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it was very um, wonderful to see him be able to take on that role and the leadership that he's, you know, worked up to all these years as well. And, you know, my mom, (laughs) my mom, you know, they decide they want to sell the house and move last year. And right before that mom had taken on the Broward presidency for the FNGLA chapter and, and living in winter garden. Now she's still Broward chapter president, you know, until this next uh, round. So they, they crack me up, but if you wonder where I get the energy from, there you go. Wow. Double dose. (laughs) Double dose of leadership energy. Uh uh Let's, let's take on the world. I I wish both of them could have gone through Wedgwell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's obvious that they, they laid a really good foundation for you. Um, I I love when people can speak to that, like that my parents modeled this, this is, you know, it's, that's the part where when people are like, was, are you, are you born a leader? Are you made a leader? I, I would never say that you're born a leader, but truthfully, your context, your your upbringing can do, have a lot to do with how you lead later on. Agreed. So. Absolutely. 100%. And and how cool is that, that you also got to experience basically what it was like to like resurrect or, or create an, a, a family business from the ground up too. You know, you weren't just born into something. You, you 
watched your parents take on opportunities and risks, I'm sure too. I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible too. hundred percent. Um, and again, like you were saying, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say hundred percent, you know, I mean, there's a lot of customers my mom still has or, or still had, I should say that would be like, I remember when you used to come in the, in the uh, car seat with your mom to come deliver plants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's fun to get to talk about and reminisce with people yeah. like yeah that, that was me totally fine <laughs> I remember that's funny um so okay so Jennifer you were part of class nine uh, what have you learned about leadership um or yourself as a leader since you graduated from Wedgworth in class nine uh, I think for the me, the biggest thing is just to listen. You know, I come from the nursery side of things. That's my background. That's what I was born and raised into. But learning about all the different industries and different facets of agriculture was so interesting and, and you know, such a growing experience. And I think for me, it's like learning, learning about those industries from those people who live them every day. And knowing who to ask questions of when, you know, when things get tough, you know, and, and to get their point of view on those sort of issues that come up. That's, yeah. And that's obviously a very, very valuable skill. Um, talking about yourself a little bit more, uh, what type of leader do you see yourself as? Did you discover who you were as a leader through Wedgworth? Or do you, I mean, even now, do you see yourself as a leader in the nursery industry? Um, I think, I guess I feel like with my parents, you know, growing up being so active in the industry, it's always just kind of come second nature to me. It's like, that's just what you do is you were active and you give back and you do what you can to help other people um, in the industry. Uh, so I think that's just kind of been second nature to me because of what, you know, the example they provided for me. Um and so I've always just been involved and it's always been a part of my life. Um, I, I feel like um, as far as like my leadership style, I really more and more love watching other people in like the groups I'm in and try to help like them foster what their leadership mm -hmm. qualities are and what they're good at and like to find places for them you know, within the group to, to shine basically is what I really enjoy watching, I guess I should say, and what, as a leader, what I try to do anyway. Mm. And not to sound too leadership preachy, but that's totally what uh, John C. Maxwell talks about too, like with the idea of being a secure leader, like you, that's, that's a sign of maturity, Jennifer, that you can do that. You could take the, the sidestep and say, how am I going to better assist the, the process or the goal by supporting your other fellow leaders? That's, that's really cool. Um, now, okay. So talking about, we, we know that you've grown up in the horticulture industry. You've had this example of your parents being awesome leaders. And like you were saying, uh, that idea of, of being active and, and taking, taking advantage of opportunities has been in front of you, but I want to get into, uh, if you're willing to share how you've recently been using your leadership outside of the industry, um, such as maybe through your yarn art or some other causes <laughs> that you believe in, uh, shit, what has it been like to take your leadership outside of the industry? Yeah. So, um, the yarn art, um, has been kind of just like a fun side project for years. Um, and, you know, my husband and I were just visiting a garden in Chicago one time and I saw this amazing crocheted uh, yarn art, yarn bomb, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> at the oh. garden. And it was just this tree covered in basically connecting crochet doilies. And I thought it was the 
so beautiful and like such a cool way to highlight the tree. And so ever since mm-hmm. then, I wanted to figure out how to do that. So I taught myself how to crochet on YouTube and um, <laughs> haven't haven't really stopped since. Um, so recently, I, I kind of at first just started doing like silly little uh created like a stem and leaves to put on the stop sign and like eyeballs for a bench at a playground things like that so just you know fun little silly things and um I actually got connected recently with the local library and that's been really fun I've been doing these um monster feet patterns that were actually developed by these girls that do a lot of yarn art out in California and they kind of Mm -hmm. created this pattern and idea to have all of us across the country and world, I guess, who are interested in that sort of thing to all do it together kind of at the same time and, um, you know, kind of use the hashtag. It was uh, MF Monster Feet Yarn Bomb Along. So all those letters, a <laughs> <the> little hashtag. <laughs> and it was just really fun to see what everybody was doing. And, you know, it was just kind of got me, I have to say, it kind of got me back into it after taking a little hiatus after, you know, having Ellie. And, um, it's just it's been really fun and it's been really cool to get involved with the local libraries and I've met another fiber friend that does macrame and she's doing kind of yarn art through macrame which has been really cool so it's just been really cool to kind of open up my sphere of um of what I know locally and really get involved more at a local level which I've enjoyed um as well um uh, probably what Hannah was insinuating maybe was that um, <laughs> I uh, I graduated from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in 1999 and um, it was still relatively new at that time. The school only opened in 1990. So it's kind of an interesting, um, it was interesting going there just because there wasn't really that history that you may get at a lot of high schools. Um, so um, until last year, my parents still lived in Parkland and we were down there all the time, obviously. And um, they were there when the shooting happened last year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just really rocked our community. Obviously, everybody knows. And now, I mean, it was one of those things that people ask where I was from. And I always said, oh, Fort Lauderdale, because nobody knew where Parkland was. So it's kind of a horrible thing now that everybody knows where it is. Um, yeah. So it really rocked our community. And um one of my friends from high school that night of the shooting started a Facebook group for alumni members. And within, I'd say about a week, we had about 10,000 people in the group. So it grew like wildfire. Um, We all kind of realized we needed local groups kind of among that group. So um, myself and one of my um, friends actually that I met in college, that was a Douglas grad as well, him and I co-lead the Central Florida group of about 350 members. So um, it's just, it's been a great way to make those connections with people and just be there for each other. You know, we really try to help support the school, the students, the families, anything that we can do to be there for each other, I think, through all of this. And um, it's just, it's been a group, it's been a really nice way to to help grieve you know and um and yeah I've just I've really appreciated being a part of that um and in that as well I've um I've realized you know kind of the strength and numbers aspect of it and sometimes you know you as yourself might not be able to do as much as say a group that's already doing something so um I joined the local moms demand action group um which is a grassroots movement fighting for public safety um, and me- measures that can protect people from gun violence. And I've just really loved getting involved with that group and um, seeing what, you know, it's it's Moms Demand Action. Anybody can join, uh, men, non-moms, whoever. But it's really <laughs> wonderful just to be in a group of 
majority, obviously strong women. And um, that's really been an awesome side effect as well of, of that. It's been meeting, meeting, making some great relationships there. So. Wow. You know, Jennifer, uh, I know through the program, we talk a lot about uh, finding, finding your, your place and finding your opportunities to step up and, and use your leadership. But, uh, you know, in this case, this was also an example of when those causes find you, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, it's not something that you would have necessarily wanted to happen, but because you were, because of your leadership, because you uh, know what it takes to activate your values, um, you were willing and able to step up in, in your community. And, and again, um, I just, your story is powerful um, because certainly none of us can imagine um, what it must feel like to know that you or for those of us who are not, who did not graduate from uh, your high school, like to imagine having to go through that with fellow alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that that was, that was a, a very sensitive time, but I, I think it's awesome what you've been able to do uh, banding together with, with your fellow alumni. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's been great. Um, so let's step back and talk a little bit about, uh, class nine and what it was like to go through class nine. Do you have a favorite memory, uh, from your Wedgworth experience? I was going to say, well, besides just all the, um, after hours memories, which are always, uh, always fun, (laughs) I'd say, (laughs) I'd say my best memory of, of the program was we were on our international trip in Chile and we were visiting this family farm and they hosted this beautiful dinner at their home with um you know a bunch of their family and it was just such a intimate experience they you know every all the food was handmade they had drinks you know we sat mm-hmm. outside in this um barn if, if i can remember right which was connected to their home you know we were in and out of their house we were sitting they they have this house on this beautiful hill that was like overlooking their farm in the countryside and it was just like this amazing moment of looking around the table and kind of like the journey of the program comes rushing over you and you realize like this is what it's all about you know and it's just like I still have that memory of just looking around at my class members at the table and just you know just kind of being in like that moment of like pure contentment and and joy you know really it was just it was just a really amazing amazing moment I feel like so yeah the you know the international trip obviously there's, there's a lot of purposes to it, a lot of associated objectives of, you know, including that final seminar being international. But I think it, like you're saying, it provides that emotionally charged, like moments to, to, to really glue together everything that you've went through with these, you know, 29 other individuals. And um, I, I, I feel the same way about when we uh, traveled with class 10, you know, to Swaziland and Scotland, there were several moments like that. Um, I, I failed earlier as I was introducing you, Jennifer, to also talk about the fact that you're on our board, uh, for the alumni, uh, for Wedgworth <laughs> alumni. <laughs> Hello. I guess I failed uh, to you... put that in there too. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> no. So you are also the reach among all the other things that you do. I mean, superwoman here, you are also, uh, region four, correct? Region I think four. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm pretty sure you're region four. Uh, Central Florida, whatever that is. (laughs) Yeah, Central Florida. Well, you know, because region three and region four, sometimes I feel like they just bleed together. But no, I'm pretty sure you're region four (laughs) uh, board of director uh, with David McDonald. So 
talk to me about being an alumni member at this point. You're, you're a fairly young alumni member, but w- you know, what's, what do you enjoy most about being in a Wedgworth alumni? I think, you know, from the program itself, obviously you realize those relationships to me are the most important thing. I mean, they have to be to most people, I think. Um, and that's just been a great way to extend those relationships, obviously with those people that you, that you spent so much time with and as well as meet so many new people, you know, I mean, I, um, it's, I, I guess it was kind of one of those funny situations for me where growing up in FNGLA and just knowing so many people through the years, I didn't realize, I guess, how few people I would know in Wedgworth. And I think that was like a great, a great, like kind of almost uncomfortable situation for me to be like, oh man, I don't really know anybody here all of a sudden, you know? And I'm like, this is weird. So, you know, it's just like, <laughs> uh, but I think, and I think a lot of probably us in that group experienced that moment because we were all so strong probably in our, in our, you know, in our little spheres of influence. And so, yes. um, yeah, I, I think that was a, a fantastic point. And I mean, just to, you know, after the hurricanes, you know, all of us coming together after, I mean, it's just the relationships and to see what that can do so quickly. I mean, it's really just mind blowing. I mean, it's whether it's a personal relationship you can help somebody with, you know, if, if they are, if they need something or, or, or those items, you know, after the hurricane, I mean, it's just to look down on my phone after and see like, I need a generator and it gets there within hours. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. So I think that's yeah. incredible. So. It goes back to what you were saying about the power of numbers. Yeah. I mean, you, it's truly leadership as a process is, is about the wave, is about the, the people coming together and, and being willing to stand together for something. It's, you know, it's not just the focus on one person doing it all. Yeah. So um, there, that's the power of the Wedgworth alumni, I think. And you, you really tapped into that. Um, so as some concluding thoughts here, Jennifer, because I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Uh, what advice would you give, say, to someone who's looking to apply for, uh, as crazy as this sounds, class 11 mm-hmm. coming up? Um, what advice would you give to that, uh, to someone who's interested in, in applying for Wedgworth? I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, I know there's never a right time. Um, you know, I was kind of on that edge of like, well, I know we're going to have children soon. I don't know what, what, what I want to do, but I mean, I'm so glad for when I did it, you know, there was obviously class members. It happens every time all of us, you know, there's class members, uh, spouses and class members having babies, which I just am, am, you know, constantly in awe of those people who are able to juggle all that. I think that's amazing. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think, I think you talk, we talk about it a lot in Wedgworth as far as, you know, this also being an opportunity for, obviously those are people around you to step up as well, you know, to help you and to help, help you grow as, and, and that's pretty amazing. Yeah. It, not to pry, but I, I imagine Tyler who, you know, Mr. Kickball competitive <laughs> husband, uh, how was he in going through the program? Cause you bring up a good point about, you know, you, you're in this time of your life where it's like, okay, kids, what am I doing? Career, so was was he pretty supportive of you? How did y'all manage that time in your life? Oh yeah, obviously. I mean, he 
he knew that it had been something I always wanted to do. Um, my mom was actually very involved with Wedgworth from early on. I think even from maybe even the very beginning, she was on um, some of the selected selection boards. Yeah. And um, so I knew about the program for a long time, you know, knew Hannah through the industry. Obviously, I'm very close with David and Nancy McDonald, and they obviously are huge Wedgworth cheerleaders. So, I mean, I had all those people around in my life that are like, well, when are you going to do it? When, 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 when is it going to happen? You know? So, um, let's go. Yeah, exactly. So that was, that was wonderful to have that. So, I mean, he knew the importance of it before we even talked, you know, before it was even there. So we had that benefit of it, you know, and, and he's, he's always been so supportive and, um, yeah, I'm just very lucky to have him. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Jennifer, would you, uh, do you have any advice for young people in agriculture or starting a career in agriculture here in Florida, natural resources related as well? Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things I realized, you know, growing up in the nursery industry is like, I'm never going to be a nursery person or in horticulture. (laughs) (laughs) And then what do I do? I go to university of Florida and study horticulture. And, um, (laughs) you know, I think I realized in college, especially that, you know, I kind of looked around at maybe some of my friends as other, you know, uh, majors and what they were, their careers that they were looking at. And, you know, I'd go to trade shows during college, you know, with my parents. And I was just like, yeah, this is what it's about. It's these people and it's these relationships that we have. And obviously, obviously relationship, relationship, relationship. But like, that's, I guess, to me, that's one of the most, one of the best things about agriculture is how, you know, your co-workers and competitors and you know friends in the industry are almost like your family you know so I think uh to me it's one of the really really great things about about agriculture in general Hmm. yeah uh Jennifer I just had a a final question come to me and so bear with me here (laughs) I'm gonna ask you to do something a little blue okay uh, this may be one of the last, I'm sorry, <laughs> this may be one of the last uh, podcasts before um, before Hannah transitions into her next role. So do you have any um, special words or, or thoughts, memories um, of what Hannah has meant to you, uh, Dr. Carter, as the director of a program that, you know, is truly life changing? Um, anything you would want to say to her on on record? Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> she is a truly special person, and um, we're gonna miss her a lot. I know. Um, you know, when everything happened with Douglas, she was like the first person I thought to go to and kind of seek advice from, just because it was a really difficult time, and obviously, still very politically charged and whatnot and it was just something I felt so passionate about and I appreciated her being there for me and um always being there for us in the program so we're gonna miss her but I know she's gonna be around because we're not gonna let her go (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah that's uh definitely a little uh obviously my blue taking over there for sure but um but yeah she's been amazing to this program and I'm very happy and feel very lucky that she was you know working with the program when I was able to go through it so yeah thank, thank you Jennifer I didn't mean to put you on the spot right. but it, just, right. it was occurring to me <laughs> by the time this gets released you know so um hey I can't thank you enough for your time today Jennifer uh it's been really 
enjoyable to hear your story and to hear how you've activated your leadership, both within the industry, outside of the industry. Uh, you, you know, I'll say this not to get to leadership preachy again, but um, Wedgworth is about contextualized leadership, right? Like it's a, it's a program, a leadership program specific to our industry. Um, but it, I think it also gives you the, the preparation to apply leadership in your own context as well, whether that be community related values related. And, and that's something that you really model. Um, so I thank you again for being open and sharing your story. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It was a uh, really fun talking to you and, um, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I've so enjoyed the program and everything about Wedgworth and just look forward to where we go in the future. <laughs>